Greetings, Gates of the City, and all those who are watching on this Palm Sunday. Um, in this message today and over the next couple of, or this, this message and, and next Sunday, we're really focusing on the sacrifice that Jesus made to empower humanity. That's what we're looking at and we're talking about. You know, we're living in a time today, I believe, that people are reflecting on you know, what's, what, what their priorities are, what's really important in life. And, uh, and in so doing, I think that right now, as we talk about this today um, and the sacrifice of Jesus, I really believe that God the Father desires for us to live that sacrificial life, to live a life where we're not just about ourselves, but we're about other people and really, really understanding what that's about. And so I've got some things today that I want to talk about that, in scripture leading up to what we call Easter or, or Passover, um, there were things that happened and I, and, and I wanna look at it and look at it from the perspective of what Jesus did and what he accomplished in the earth, what he really came for. And we see it uh, in the things that we're gonna talk about today. Um, I, I wanna read this passage today out of Hebrews chapter 12 and it says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despised the shame, he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, for consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your minds. Well, you know, we're living in a time when, when people, you know, have the potential to be discouraged, to be weary. But he paid the price so that we wouldn't have, that's why we have to, we, we wouldn't have to. So that's why we've got to keep our focus very clear and on Jesus and who he really is to us today. And that's why we're talking about what we're talking about today on this Palm Sunday. Um, and and in, in John 3.16, a very popular scripture, says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that, who, that whoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. Well, Jesus followed the same example of the Father. Father loved us so much that he gave, and when it came down to it, Jesus loved us more than he loved himself, and he gave of himself. Man, what a powerful truth. So, um, so who is Jesus, and why did he really come? I, I want to I read this one verse of Scripture out of John 1 and verse 29. I want to make a point to you today that you know, maybe a point that you've not thought about, maybe you have, maybe you haven't. But um, John was saying something in the beginning when, when Jesus came in, in the time when he came to be baptized with him. John saw something and proclaimed something that is, is what this whole season of our life is about. Um, in John 1, 29, it says... The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him, and he said, Behold, behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. You know, 
something interesting about that. What, what I really believe that John was saying was, behold, Jesus, the Passover lamb, the, the, the ultimate sacrifice. Behold, the one that will take away all the sins, all the sicknesses, all the oppression for all of humanity to where there will never have to be another sacrifice. So I want to look at that today and look at Passover and, and look at the origin of Passover, where it came from, and, and make a few points in regards to what Jesus accomplished for you and I. Um, you know, Passover, the origin of it started during the time of Israel being in Egyptian bondage and God calling Moses truly to lead them out. You know, we know the story, if you've read it at all, there were 10 plagues, and those 10 plagues were trying to get Pharaoh to let the children of Israel go. Well, there were nine plagues, and they wouldn't let them go. He wouldn't let the children of Israel go. And so then came the 10th plague, and the 10th plague was the death to the firstborns. And what Moses told the children of Israel was that what I want you to do is to take a lamb, an unblemished lamb, one that is the, you're the best of the best, and I want you to sacrifice that lamb. And, and when you sacrifice it, I want you to take the blood from that sacrificial lamb, mark the doorpost of your house, and what will happen is that the death to the firstborns of all of Egypt will pass over you. They were living in Egypt, but with the blood and the mark over the doorpost of that blood of their homes, that that death would pass over their homes. Hence is the name and the celebration that we know of as Passover today. So, you know, what we also know is that Jesus, Jesus is, is the true Passover lamb. That's what John was declaring. Here is Jesus, the one who is coming, the ultimate Passover lamb, to deliver all of humanity from their sins, their sicknesses, and their oppressions. That's who he is. That's who he was declared to be back in John's day, but that's who he is to us today. So, um, I, I want to give you a little, a, a little history about those lambs. So, through the years from, from the beginning of the Passover, um, tradition would have it with, with the Israelites that they would take a lamb from their stock. And, you know, those lambs would be out in, in the hills and on mountainsides and different things. And they would take, they would, they would go and pick a lamb six days before Passover. And, and when they would pick that lamb, they would bring that lamb into their house and they, they would prepare that lamb, making sure that over the five days before Passover, that lamb was being inspected to make sure that in it, its ankles and its feet and its legs, there were no blemishes in that lamb. And what they would do is they would take this, this anointing oil and, and they, would, they would wash and, and, and moisten the feet and the ankles and the legs of those lambs. And... In Scripture, we see um, several times Jesus was anointed with oil, several times. 
Uh, I, I've heard people say at times that they think it's, it's just the same story repeated, but it's really not. He wasn't just anointed with oil one time. He was anointed several times. Early on in his ministry, he was anointed in, in, with oil. But in, in, um, in John chapter 12, I want to read the story of the anointing oil that was put on Jesus six days before Passover. And remember, tradition had it that six days before Passover is when the lamb was picked. And during that period of time, they would, they would put the oil on the feet, on the ankles, and the legs of the lamb. So in John chapter 12 and verse 1, we see the story of the ultimate Passover lamb. Then six days before the Passover, this is John 12 and verse 1. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where, where Lazarus was, who had, been, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil, of spikenard, oil, uh, 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 spikenard oil, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Ju Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box and he used to take what was put in it. For the poor you have with you always but me you do not always have. This is what Jesus said. Well, here the ultimate Passover lamb was anointed with this oil. I mean, this was expensive oil. What, she, what Mary put on his feet and rubbed on his feet in this situation here, in, in this time, six days before Passover, the, the cost of that oil, and, and it, was, it would be similar today to probably... A person that makes fifty or more thousand dollars in a year, like a like a year's wage, was what Judas said was wasted on Jesus. No, it was the preparation for him being the ultimate Passover lamb, and and what what was being what was signified here is what they would do in tradition is they would rub the oil on on the feet and the ankles and the legs of the lamb is that Mary was saying that he is the perfect sacrifice to to do away with the blemishes of mankind what what an amazing truth um then then in tradition with these sacrificial lambs for Passover, two days before the lamb was taken and oil was poured on his head. And this signified that the lamb was free of sickness and blemishes. No sickness and what we would know or the way it would relate to us is no sin. So this is, the per, this is a lamb that for six days has been inspected. It's been looked after, watched over, and two days before, uh, in, in tradition, with the sacrificial lambs, they would pour the oil on the head. Here we see in John 14, this is what happened to Jesus. 
Notice in John 12, in John 12, it was six days before. Here in Mark 14, not John 14, Mark 14, it says this, And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flax very, of very costly oil of, spi- of spikenard. Then she, she broke the flask and poured it on his head. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, Why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, Let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, and whenever you wish, you may do them good. But me you do not have always. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be as a memorial to her. So what we see here is what they did in tradition with the sacrificial lamb two days before. Now, Now this woman, unnamed woman, Put, took this and poured it on him, on him, it was Mary, and poured it on him and on his head like they would do on the lamb to declare that there is no sickness and no blemish, no sin in him. And what he would become would be the ultimate sacrifice that all of humanity would, would, would be delivered from sickness, from oppression, from disease, from sin, from everything. All of humanity set free and delivered because of his ultimate sacrifice to lay his life down for the good of others. God so loved the world that he gave his son, and the son so loved the world that he gave the best for you and I. He was the best, he is the best, and he gave the best for you and I. Um, Everything that Jesus did has empowered you and I today to be able to overcome anything that we face on a day-to-day basis. John declared that Jesus was that ultimate Passover lamb. Well, because of that Passover now today, when things come against us, you know, in, in the world that we're living in today, there's all kinds of fear, there's sickness, there's disease, there's potential poverty and lack and all those things. But we know that Jesus said he is that Passover lamb. That's, it was declared that he was. And it was prepared, his body was prepared to become that ultimate sacrifice that no lamb would ever have to be sacrificed again. No blood would ever have to be shed again. His blood was enough. You know, it was unique also that all those years that they had these sacrificial lambs, they would never break the bones of those lambs. Well, when it came to Jesus' death, and they were, they, the, the, the other men that were on the cross with him, they went to break the legs of all those people to make sure that they were dead. When they came to him, they, they knew he was already dead. So it went with what the sacrificial lambs of the past the way they had been, not breaking any bones. They didn't break a bone of his. They just put a spear in his side so that his blood was shed. And that blood that was shed for you and I 
has liberated us, but it's empowered us today. I want to read a scripture today, kind of in closing, to let you know that, that Jesus came for you and I for a purpose. In John or in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35, it says, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep that had no shepherd. No, Jesus has empowered us to take the good news as I'm sharing this with you today, just these examples of what Jesus did and what he accomplished. He's empowered us to take this good news of what he's accomplished, that he is that Passover lamb, that today when things come against us because of his blood, we can believe that sickness, disease, oppression, you know, poverty, I don't care what it is in life, his blood was shed that we would be liberated and free. We don't have to give in to anything today. We don't have to expect bad things to happen to us. We can believe that the blood of Jesus will cause any bad. We don't, it doesn't mean that there's not ugly things out there and there's not bad things going on and there's not death out there and those kind of things. But God wants you to believe personally and help other people to believe that his blood and his sacrifice was the ultimate sacrifice and that it was enough. What John said, behold, the Lamb of God, what he was saying, behold the ultimate Passover sacrifice that humanity will, will never need another sacrifice. He's the one, he's done it all, and he's here to liberate your life. What he wants us to do is to go and do good and help people and help people get well and, and, and delivered and set free in his name and in his power. In the name of Jesus, we can do all things. In the name of Jesus, we can overcome anything and everything because of what his blood did and how it delivered us in our lives.